Welcome to Silent Symptoms, a Black mental health podcast. I am your host, Kataso Fridge, a Florida-based therapist. This podcast focuses on mental health, stigmas, and social injustices that affect the Black community. This podcast was created to bring awareness about mental health and can be used as an educational guide, but this is not to be used as a replacement for seeking help from a therapist. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Hi, welcome to another episode of Silent Symptoms, a Black Mental Health Podcast. So today I'm going to be talking about the importance of resolving childhood trauma. So I know that you guys remember the episode when I talked about how childhood trauma can affect relationships as adults. So I thought that I would go back a little bit and talk about the importance of Um, resolving childhood trauma and how to heal the traumas that we experience day to day so the reason why it is very important to solve our childhood trauma because there are so many adverse effects that trauma has on our bodies on our minds and the people around us so number one and if, if our bodies are not in tune with where we want to be if our bodies are not in tune with where we are that's a problem so what i be and what i mean by that is that you know depression can be debilitating anxiety can be debilitating then that could be from something that happened within our childhood and we have to be able to learn how to move forward and although that i am a therapist and i know i always stress the importance of therapy i also explain Uh, really always stress the fact that we have to be human and sometimes when I come and talk on my podcast I'm talking to you guys as a human being not as a therapist all the time but as a human being I could be a therapist all day long however if I'm not coming to you guys as a human how are you guys supposed to relate And I feel like that's very important where you can find relatability. Relatability in somebody that's talking to us, even as a therapist. And I think that the most important thing is realizing where we are as individuals. Because it's really easy for us to continue to move on with our lives and not being real with ourselves. So we have to be honest about what's going on with this so if we're having all these bad relationships all these things that are not coming together I, our work life is not coming together and we've had problems since we were a child and they've continued to build up and we don't know where it comes from or we know where it comes from when we're not addressing it it becomes a problem so once we realize there's something going on within ourselves we have to look back and say what's really going on with this right so you have to figure out what is it so you have to sense where you got the issue from sit down with yourself and say okay at one point in my life did I feel like something was getting out of control at what point in my life was I unhappy did this stem from childhood you have to trace it all the way back to small children because a lot of times individuals have ways of making us feel like as a child we can't feel anything so we feel invalidated so we always start as we progress from teens on no 
Go back to elementary school. Go back to the people who bullied you. Go back to the parent that was abusive. Go back to the time when somebody harmed you. Somebody violated you. Somebody told you that you weren't enough. Those things are valid. Even the minuscule things that we feel like don't matter or the tiny little details. Some people have body dysmorphia because, you know, somebody told them they weren't good enough or the way that they looked or they suffer from anorexia, bulimia because of things that people that they loved told them. So we also have to be conscious of what we were told as people. So our moms told us we were too big. Our dads told us we need to be more skinny. Our uncles, our cousins, our friends were judging us about how we looked, how we talked. Um, It could be a speech impediment. It could be something as as small or what people call small as being teased because you know we take bullying very lightly we think that okay we survived bullying why are these children not able to handle bullying we live in a different generation we live in a different time space where you know bullying is not the same anymore these kids are literally harming themselves killing themselves because they're getting bullied because of the magnitude of the bullying and some people aren't built to be bullied i mean seriously and it's not okay so if you have children that are out there bullying please make sure you address those kids and if your children are getting bullied please address it now because these things actually matter these things can shape how an individual looks at themselves as an adult as a teen so if we don't address these issues head on, nobody else is going to be able to deal with them except for the child that you made that's going to turn into something that they don't want to be or have to go back and resolve these issues. And we can't always blame parents because, you know, children don't always open up necessarily to their parents about the things that are going on. So we can't blame parents, but I would always say, look for signs of distress. So we go back and we're an adult now. So we go back and try to figure out where did things go wrong once we figure out where things went wrong we get kind of pinpoint um okay when i was young this is what happened to me and this is when things didn't feel the same this is when i started to look at myself differently this is when i knew i wasn't like my friends this is when i knew that i was unhappy with myself so by finding where the root of the problem is can help solve you know the issues of childhood and we also have to figure out okay how am i going to move forward as an individual all these things are going wrong in my life i'm blaming my mother i'm blaming my father i'm blaming my siblings and i'm blaming myself for all the things that have happened to me But at some point, we have to take responsibility for the things that we go through and how we go on as adults, right? So once we figure out what's going on with us, we have to be able to get the assistance that we need, right? So you have to approach um, situations at a point where you feel like, okay, I know the issue. I'm going to deal with the issue. But how do I move forward from the issue? So how you deal with the issue is sitting in it. And what I mean by sit in it is trying to pinpoint how as an individual where you are, right? Can you productively move forward? What things have gone wrong? 
okay, we've shamed ourselves for a very long time. We've blamed our parents. So what things can we change? Okay, I can't hold down a job because I was always told that I'm not good enough. Maybe we can start by writing down affirmations about how great of a person we are. We can start by looking back on all the wonderful things that we have done as individuals. Because the things that people say and the things that have happened to us don't necessarily define us. It defines us when we allow it to, right? It's all psychological. So when somebody is abusing you, when somebody's beating you down, there are going to be some psychological effects from that. But there's only so much control we can allow those people to have in our lives. And that's by making a decision. Once we make a decision to move forward from situations, we take control of our life back. We get to the point where we're okay with moving on. We're okay with, you know, telling ourselves that, okay, well, all these years I could not hold down a job. So I need to figure out a way to write down what my goals are, what I really like, what am I really good at. And how am I going to take those people who are naysayers, who have abused me all of my life, or who have felt as though I was not good enough, and how do I mute them? You have to mute them by getting closure, right? And there are different types of closures. Sometimes, you know, closure doesn't necessarily mean that the person that has hurt you in your lifetime um, telling you, I'm sorry, That would be nice for somebody who has done us, you know, so badly, so wrong to come back and apologize. But we have to be able to be okay by saying, okay, this situation has had a hold on me for so long. I am making the decision to long, longer be upset at someone for the things that they have done to me. I forgive them even though they don't say I am sorry. I forgive them if they have left me, they have abandoned me, they have treated me so badly to the point where I didn't believe in myself. I forgive them. And this doesn't come overnight. So it could come with like constantly journaling the feelings that you have had for that person. So if at some point they were feelings of um, upset or harboring things, Write that all down. Write that person a letter. You don't have to give it to that specific person, but write it down in your journal so you could express yourself how you really feel, or you could write it down as though you were actually talking to that specific person. Dear such and such. And you start going on from there. And you need to be able to read that letter and release all the feelings that are associated with that trauma. And if that person, you know, is somebody that's still in your life, that you have chosen to keep them in your life, they have transformed, they've become a better person or they're still toxic. However they are in your life, if you do make the decision to sit down and have that conversation with them, I always recommend please be mindful of the fact that that person may not realize what they've done to you. 
They may not remember the story the same way you did. So I wouldn't get hung up on the details, but talk to that person about how you felt and just sit in your truth and then just allow it to be what it is. Because the moment we start to deter from what we came for, it becomes another trauma added to it. For instance, if uh, if your mom abused you or physically abused you and she said well that was a form of discipline to me so I didn't do anything to you please do not go back and forth to that with that person and say but you did you hurt me you hit me you did this you kicked me please don't because that's almost like creating a whole circle again that's a creating another level of trauma and you know when you try to go on a journey of forgiveness it doesn't necessarily have to involve that person so that's another option so if they try to argue with you say okay I came to talk to you about this and this is how I feel I love you I forgive you and you don't have to say I love you that's if you love them that's that's if somebody that's still in your life but you really had to tell them that and this is not saying, please do not reach out for, to people that are toxic in your life. Please do not reach out to any exes, um, parents that are not good for you. People who have created problems in your life. Please don't go looking for that forgiveness if they are not where you are. Because like I said, it always creates problems. So you could get closure by writing how you feel and releasing it into the atmosphere and sometimes it may take a couple of times to read that letter for you know you to feel the emotions and how to let that trauma go how to let those feelings go it's not easy it's a journey and forgiveness is not overnight forgiveness is work especially when the counterpart hasn't really taken ownership so stop looking for ownership and just you know look for that closure within yourself because being upset is just like expecting somebody to drink poison but you're the only person that's drinking that poison nobody else is feeling that hurt as much as you are so please always always seek closure when it comes to that and one thing i will always say to you is that when self-love is not incorporated in closure it becomes a problem we have to care about ourselves enough to say that enough is enough we love ourselves so much that we have really decided to make the decision of letting go of people who don't mean us well point blank period we have to also get away from the notion that because somebody is your mom, dad, family member, cousin, um, whomever, brother, sister, they have to be in your life. No, they do not. If history has shown that the people in your life are not good for you, it's okay to eliminate yourself from the situation. And this is not eliminating yourself with anger, but you're eliminating yourself with love. So finding that healthy distance and finding that healthy balance between I love you, but I'm not going to be able to deal with this situation any longer. 
I love you, but I'm going to take care of myself first. And with every healing comes with probably some affirmations, especially if we have been beaten down or we have gotten to the point where our self-esteem isn't where it needs to be. We have to be able to affirm ourselves, wake up in the morning and say, I am worthy. I am beautiful. I am the smartest person in the world. I believe in myself. I'm a dreamer. I'm an achiever. I start things that I can finish. I am more than what other people think of me. I am created in the way that I'm supposed to be. All of my imperfections are what make me great. I am a person of honor. I love myself. I have to love myself more than I love other people. This dress looks beautiful on me. This haircut I just got makes me feel beautiful. I am beautiful. I am more than what my reflection tells me. On days that I don't feel beautiful, I'm still beautiful. My hair doesn't define me. My losses don't make me a terrible person. My losses don't make me a loser. So we have to be able to affirm ourselves and every affirmation has to be true to your situation. So whatever you affirm, it's things that you want to happen, that you want to bring to fruition to the point where we start believing in ourselves and we work, we're human beings. Everything is up here in the brain. It's all psychological. So if we trick our brains into believing it, we end up believing it, right? Because it's a difficult thing to do. Some people have said, but Kataza, why would I want to do that? That sounds really dumb. Why would I want to sit in front of a mirror and say that? Don't you think it's kind of stupid? It may feel stupid. But it works. It works because we believe. Once we start saying, we start believing. So we always have to look to ourselves to do the things that we believe are best for us. And finding closure and dealing with the childhood trauma is the best way to do it once we continue to um move away from a cycle of being toxic to other people and being toxic to ourselves and other people being toxic to us we'll be better off we have to be able to move forward in such a way that we are proud of who we are If we constantly feel like we're missing something, that means that within that process of growing up, there's something that's missing there. And we have to be able to search it, sit in it, and find closure. And once we find closure, can we talk about getting help? I will forever stress the need for therapy because at the end of the day, we have to be able to have these conversations with other people who have no gain. Because there are some things that are so traumatic that we need a different type of assistance. Trauma-based therapy. Cognitive behavioral therapy. Different types of therapy that work for us. So every level of 
of trauma needs a different kind of therapy or any type of life change that we experience. And, you you know, going to therapy doesn't mean a death sentence. It can mean having short-term therapy for two months or it can mean, you know, long-term therapy for maintenance purposes. The choice is ultimately yours, but at the end of the day, collaboration with a therapist always makes the situation better. And maybe that's that validation that someone has been seeking this entire time. So if you've been looking for validation about a situation, they may be able to validate what you've been looking for. Or they may be able to provide you with a different perspective of something that you didn't expect. Our brains have a way of tricking us into believing things that may not be true. About ourselves, about others, about the things that happen around us. Have you heard of... um, the two people live in the same household but have two different experiences and don't remember you know a situation the same way so we have to be able to assess where we are and once we are in our truth once we dig and look back at where the root may be we have to also find closure and then talk to a therapist i hope you guys enjoyed the podcast thank you for tuning in please be sure to like share and subscribe to our podcast you can catch us on anchor and all your favorite media streams follow us on instagram facebook and youtube at silent symptoms podcast let us know if you have any feedback or topics that you would like to hear 